everyone. Uh, I'm Anthony Turner, uh, President of Destiny Ministries International, and I have the distinct honor and pleasure tonight to be here with some amazing people of God that the Father has planted here in Aiken, South Carolina. Um, I have the pleasure of being uh, with my dear friend, sister, and uh, kingdom partner, Catherine Wade, who is the uh, director of Life Choices Pregnancy Care Center. Uh, she is a voice in the city. She is a pillar in the city, a spiritual mother and a phenomenal woman of God who, interestingly enough, the Lord was speaking to me about her, and, and I'll share something else about her in a second, but I also want to... Um, acknowledge the other two people here on this uh, broadcast with me. I'm here with pastors uh, Reuben and Grace Cora of um, Glory City Aiken Church here in Aiken, uh, South Carolina. And the reason I wanted to hold back because these are three people that the Father spoke to me about saying that for this time they've been planted here not just as uh, influencers, but they literally are gatekeepers. And we've heard that, uh, that phrase, that adage before, gatekeepers. But the Lord said, not only are they gatekeepers, but they are key holders. And it's, it's one thing to be there keeping the gate, but then to have the key to lock and lock and I unlock. And I hear what, the, what Jesus said to Peter even when he said, uh, I say unto you, you are Peter and upon this rock I'll build my church. And he says, and I give you the keys of the kingdom. And what you lock on earth shall be locked in heaven. And what you loose or unlock on earth shall be unlocked in heaven. And um, I believe that these three, not exclusively, but these three specifically, are both gatekeepers and key holders for this region. And, and, uh, and I'm just very pleased and honored to be here with, with them. Um, and uh, we are here on the uh, 5th of January, 2021. We believe it's a pivotal time in our nation. It's a pivotal time for the ecclesia, for the body of Christ. It's a pivotal time for families. It's a pivotal time for uh, the church and the kingdom. And uh, we just kind of wanted to gather tonight. Um, it's something that you'll probably hear us doing a little more frequently. And that is um, kind of uh, having a roundtable discussion with uh, uh, influencers from time to time, there may be other people around this table, but right now I have this privilege and I, I, I'm, I'm here because even today we know we know what's going on in our nation. We know that today was a, uh, a pivotal uh, vote in uh, the state of Georgia for two Senate seats. And and uh, there are a lot of things that seemingly and I do want to put per, uh, parentheses or put uh, quotes around that word, seemingly uh, pivotal, uh, that things are hanging in the balance. But uh, one of the things that I want to do is uh, I'll start off with that as we as we are here at this pivotal moment at this what seems to be a nation hanging in the balance. Uh, 
And I want to kind of get some input and we'll go around the table. I want to start, first of all, uh, with Pastor Ruben as we go around the table uh, on this day and just kind of give us some input, uh, Pastor Ruben, uh, as to some insights. You're highly uh, prophetic man of God. Your prophetic gifting is one that I have uh, experienced firsthand and uh, you are a significant voice in the kingdom and in the body of Christ with your prophetic insight. So uh, can, can you give us some insights as to this strategic time? In um, For us uh, at this time for America, you know, for me as an, as an Indian who is here in America in my second year uh, in, in the U.S., and I've been just seeing how the Lord has been really putting it on our hearts uh, to just start praying for this country because there's a significant attack on our freedoms. And, you know, uh, a lot of what we've been discussing, even as a leadership and as a team, is how do we prepare a place where, yes, the battle is spiritual, yes. but then how do we take a step to do something spiritual? something's practical so that we are standing on the values that are Bible based, not based on anybody else, not based on what we're hearing around, but what is based on the Bible? What is, what is the Lord asking all of us to do right now? I know pray is the first thing everyone would say, but prayer is great. And it is a very in important and crucial part of what we need to do this season, but we really need to take a step that is um, in a natural or a physical a step to draw a line in the sand this season. So at this moment, I've been um, really reading a lot of our history and it's it's been really you know, uh, looking back at the history of the world and I've been thinking, God, you know, help us not repeat the same mistakes that was made in the in history. And that's something that I have been really praying. Um, and even today, that's something that I've been, it's really kind of lit um, my heart on fire because yes. I've been saying, God, if we don't see the patterns of the enemy right. and disrupt these patterns, he's going to overtake us. Yeah. And as as a holy nation, the 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 body, the church is called the holy nation. And the holy nation needs to stand up and say, "Hey, we are the army of God, and we need to resist the enemy." Amen. And resistance is something that the Bible calls us to do. It says, "Resist the enemy, and he'll flee." Yes. And if we don't resist him, he's not going to flee. Absolutely. So I think we're in a crucial place in this in this in this time where we get to choose to resist mm -hmm. or we choose to desist not exist yes. and hide and and not emerge yes. and then if that's the case then the enemy is not going to flee we are going to flee Amen. Amen. and so that's where we are at at this time and that's what i think is a very important message for for the body to know and for each one of us to to speak to to others about yes. it is a time to resist yes. not only spiritually but in other ways we can resist absolutely well i want to interject something here before i pass it around to our other uh, um um table uh partners here uh because a lot of times as you started off of course we know that the benchmark and one of the initial uh stones to our moving forth as the ecclesia is first and foremost prayer. But I, 
I'm, I'm going to interject something a little controversial here because I think uh, what we as the church have done sometimes is we've used prayer as our get out of jail free card. And we feel as though the only thing that we need to do is pray. And, uh, and, and sometimes we even use it as a cop out for us not um, moving forward. But the Lord uh, has really been speaking to my heart on a personal level, saying that we need to put feet to our prayer and that uh, that prayer should be a vehicle that we use to get a strategy or to get God's heart as to how to move. And and one scripture that comes to mind is when uh, David uh, and the and 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 his army was coming back from from Ziklag and. And all of the women and children had been captured and taken and they cried, the Bible says, until they had no more tears. And I mean, sometimes I'm sure in, in 2020, there have been people who have cried almost to that point. And then it said that the army got indignant and angry where they wanted to kill David. And the first thing that David did was he encouraged himself in the Lord, but he he prayed but he didn't pray, Lord, uh, you know, send our families back. He said, Lord, what should I do? And the Lord gave him specific instruction and said, fully pursue, overtake and recover all. And so for me, I feel like that that's part of the mandate. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because, like I said, I want to hear from uh, Catherine and Grace. But I feel like our mandate my, my personal mandate is that like of David to fully pursue, to overtake and to recover, because there are things that the church has lost. Uh, there's ground that we've lost out of our passivity, uh, out of our conversation that we had this morning as we were talking out of our need to self-preserve the institution of the church. And we have let our civil liberties, our rights, and a lot of things be taken away. We, they weren't even stolen by the enemy. We handed it to him because of our need to preserve what our Sunday church service or whatever we were trying to preserve. But, but I'm hearing the father say, fully pursue, overtake and recover all. And so I don't, uh, Catherine, do you have any insight or anything that you want to share in as far as maybe what the father has been hearing doesn't have to be even on the same line, but for 2021 and this day, that's so pivotal. What, what about? It's funny. My, I don't normally, I hear people talk about, they ask the Lord for a word and I've only started doing that a couple of years ago. And, um, on New Year's Eve, I was sitting and I said, Lord, what's my word for um, this? You know, and your mind goes all over the place. And very clearly, after a little while, I heard the word substance. And when I started thinking about, you know, we know the scripture, you know, faith is the substance. And but substance means it's something of reality in reality. And and I I feel like that goes along with what we're talking about right now. We, you know, we have to have substance to our life. And, you know, and I know people say, well, I'm not political. This isn't about political. This is about 
preserving our um, our nation, our freedoms, not just for ourselves, but for our children and our grandchildren and our great grandchildren and so on down, you know, as the Lord tarries. But it's recognizing that, um, I mean, I love to pray and I love to uh, spend that time alone. But I'm like, y'all, I'm very convinced that if I don't get out and go do something, if I don't talk to somebody, if I don't write a letter or email or make a phone call, and I'm not extremely confrontational. And so it's a, it's a, it's a push for me to have to want to do that, but it's recognizing, I I think I, I get the picture of the people building the wall with Nehemiah and they, they had, you know, a, a tool in one hand and a sword in the other. And that is a great picture for us. Um, the sword was to fight off the enemy and to do battle with the enemy because the enemy was coming against them to try to stop them from building that wall. And so it's recognized. And then they were building the wall with the other hand. And I think that, the that's the position to me that God's saying you can do both and because you spend time worshiping and prayer you will be empowered to do the work so it's not like you've got to think of oh I've got to figure out what to do it literally is God begins to give them strategies Nehemiah went and he went around on his little horse and looked at the wall and it looked impossible yeah and it had the gates had been burned, the wall had crumbled. There were very few people there that you know were going to do be able to do the work. It looked impossible, and that's where we are right now. We've allowed us, and God has allowed us to get to a place where it looks impossible. But God is the God of the impossible, and so when we get into position, and I've got my hammer or my my cement trial trial or whatever that is that I'm building with. I also have my sword, and he tells us that our sword is powerful, and we know that that's the word of God and defeating the enemy through the word and praying the word and standing on the word and believing the word, but it's recognizing if I do that part and and have that intimacy, God's going to show me how to do the work and what I'm going to do. And it's rarely, I have found, it's rarely as... Um, this big grandiose thing it, it usually it, it's a small thing you just go do this and if you know all the people in our city or our county or our state or our nation just go do this and their part oh what we would accomplish Amen. that's a good word Hallelujah. Amen. pastor grace how about you I would love to just tag on to that, what you were speaking about, that profound word of substance that the Lord gave you for 2021. And of course, immediately that Hebrews 11.1 1 came to mind. And of course, many of us have memorized even the King James version of that. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Or even you could reference the Passion Translation. Now faith brings our hope into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. 
into verse two, this testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke in the invisible realm, gave birth to all that is seen. And, um, you know, even reflecting, you know, hearing you, Anthony, hearing you, Ruben, hearing you, Catherine, about, you know, Lord, what, what is my response or what is a response, a strategy um, for the body of Christ in this time? And I was hearing the Lord say, um, you've got to be about my business. And I was okay. I was saying, okay, God, of course, you know, we love to be about the father's business. And so I was inquiring in my spirit saying, Lord, uh, what does that look like? And he was saying, speak the gospel, speak the good news. And of course, we know that there is so much to unpack um, from the gospel, but we know too, even from the beautiful examples, the beautiful testimonies, you know, we have in the New Testament of when the apostles went out, when the disciples went out, when the people of God went out with the word of God, they were established in faith. They knew that it was a weapon. It was a sword. It was a tool. And we have a promise to stand on that when we speak the gospel, when we speak who Jesus is, how he is the solution for whatever um, the particular situation, need, discrepancy, issue, um, even um, lie that we may be confronting, that when we will speak it in that authority of faith that Jesus Christ has given us and the Holy Spirit is alive and active to come out, that is when we will see signs, miracles, and wonders. That is when we will partner with God to see the breakthroughs manifest. And of course, we have to be so um, fixed upon um, the gift of faith that the Lord extends to us, you know, to see this come forward. Um, but it's so simple, you know, sometimes we make it so complicated, but I was just so impressed upon thinking like, oh man, in my natural mind, I wouldn't, you know, pull out of my thoughts just right off the bat. Oh yeah, I'm going to speak the gospel, you know, to confront this issue or that solution. But, you know, these conversations and these opportunities come up um, one-to-one, you know, as, as we meet people, as we encounter people um, in our lives and in our spheres of influence. And I think the more that we can partner with the raw truth of who God is and how he wants to release his raw power through his word, through his truth, but in a way that is relatable for people to understand, you know, we will not be fearful. And this is why Jesus is the healer. Here's a testimony. Here's what he's done for me. This is why I'm not fearful. And to speak that in authority, people are going to have encounters or they're going, they're going to have to confront. There is another option to the popular narrative that has been fed and played, it'll cut through that as the two-edged sword. Yes, that's awesome. You know, as you were talking, uh, I I was thinking about uh, two particular instances of um, the the representative of God speaking Mm. on behalf of truth Mm. when truth was not the the narrative that was generally spoken and one being uh, this obscure prophet who comes out of nowhere 
his first prophetic word is to the king, and he says, there will be no dual reign until I say so. I mean, that's radical. I'm like that's yeah. radical. I'm like, he didn't say until God said so. He says, there will be no dual reign until I say so. That's his first prophetic word. That's a lot of faith. That's a <laughs> that's, lot of that's faith. That's some pretty bold <laughs> out there. Absolutely. Faith. And that's to that's to the king he's speaking. Not 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 a parking lot prophecy at church. <laughs> this is to the king. And 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 God upholds that. But then later on he comes and he he comes back and he says, how long he talks to the whole nation now he says how long will you be conflicted how long will you be halted between two opinions mm. and i believe that that's the challenge one of the things that that is taking place and as i was listening to you uh declare our necessity to declare the raw gospel here comes elijah again saying how long nation will you be conflicted between two opinions and 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 I, i'm i like i said i guess i'm just the controversial person today tonight because i feel like part of that is the confronting the church who has been washed in the blood of jesus <clears throat> the scripture says the scripture says this it says but as many as received him in John 1, 12, to them, he gave the authority to become sons of God. What does that mean to be a son of God? That word, their son in the Greek is the word wheel. So it's not just you're, you're a part of the family. It means that you, you wear the signet ring so you can do business. Mm -hmm. You can do father's business in the name of the father. Hallelujah. And so it's time for the sons to arise, to do business in the earth in the name of the father, as we've been made to be ambassadors. And so that's what, that's exactly, even before salvation, that's what uh, Elijah did as a representative. He says, how long will you be conflicted between two opinions? Here's the deal. If God be God, then let him be God. I'm going there. Right. If COVID be God, let right. it be God. Right. But if it's not, yeah. then then we, we need to become uh, aware of it, it's time to put feet to our faith. Right. It's time to, to move out. Absolutely. Yeah. And determine whether or not we believe he is a God of signs, wonders, and miracles and power, or if he's just another God uh, that needs to be in the pantheon of gods in Greece. Right. I mean, that's, that's what we, I think, yeah. Right mm -hmm. now, that's where I feel like we are in 2021. Yeah, Jenny, yeah I, I think that, you know, as we, we talk about the raw gospel, <laughs> I think it has to be first preached in church, yeah. in, in in the church itself. Yes. Because I feel like in America, especially in the Western church, the real gospel has been watered down through so many lenses yeah. of of even even the political lenses and cultural lenses and different lenses have kind of watered down the the narrative to the to the level that sometimes people don't even know that Jesus was a middle eastern man it's it's gotten to such a point that we've kind of lost uh, in a context to what God was trying to do with Israel and, and, you know, everything about church has just become, you know, you, you do a tradition and everybody wants, and when a tradition comes and everyone wants to protect that tradition. And, you know, it is, it is a time that we really need to be no longer 
cold or lukewarm. Mm. Yes. It is a time to be on fire. Yeah. If you are lukewarm, you are it's done for. You're pretty much cut out. Right. And and so, you know, I feel like the first place that this duality where there's two conflicting opinion it is starting from the church. Mm. We need to root it out of the church because it's a cancer. A cancer is a attack of the cells to its system that is it's it's cancerous. Wow. And we as the ecclesias, as as leaders in a in as God's sons and daughters, it is the God's business to proclaim the kingdom because Jesus, the first thing he said is to repent for the kingdom is at hand. And because that was, that was his father's business is to proclaim kingdom. And as long as the bride or the church is not proclaiming kingdom, it is proclaiming self kingdoms or self empires. We will always have this conflict of interest uh, where the world is always competing with the church because the world does not compete with the church because the the church is completely in itself a kingdom that is established forever. There's no competition there. Mm -hmm. And so we are already superior because we are a new creation. Mm -hmm. And so all of this needs to be taught and preached in the church with boldness, um, not based on numbers or, you know, bank balances or, um, you know, I'll say board members or scary people or, you know, who you want to please or celebrities either. Um, And the celebrity culture is, has to come down. We're not here to be popular. We are here to preach the gospel Mm -hmm. and you know if we are trying to really if you're trying to save our lives we're going to lose it so Mm -hmm. you know it is uh, it's a war cry Mm -hmm. you never call people for war and say come because you're going to survive you call them and say come because you may die but you're going to do something that's going to bring value to generations that's why you call people for war you're fighting for something not for you but for legacy for your legacy for a legacy that you're going to leave behind and so that's 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 where i'm at with all of this that's going on to lay down your life in absolute surrender right Mm -hmm. yes that brought to mind um hebrews 12 um and there's so much goodness in (laughs) hebrews 12 but towards the end this just hit me hebrews 12 Uh, verse 23 on down to the end. And as members of the church of the firstborn, all our names have been legally registered as citizens of heaven. And we have come before God who judges all and who lives among the spirits of the righteous who have been made perfect in his eyes. And we have come to Jesus who established a new covenant with his blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat, blood that continues to speak from heaven, forgiveness, a better message than Abel's blood that cries from the earth, justice. 25, make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. For the God who spoke on earth from Sinai is the same God who now speaks from heaven. Those who heard him speak his living word on earth found nowhere to hide. So what chance is there for us to escape if we turn our backs on God and refuse to hear his warnings as he speaks from heaven? The earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from the mountain, but now he has promised once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. 
27. Now, this phrase once and for all clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom. We should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights in his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender filled with awe for our God is a holy devouring fire. You know, as a um, mental health therapist, um, I always, I talk to couples. uh, I, I, I look at it and I talk about it in terms of um, be, having a legalistic relationship or an intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. If I have a legalistic relationship and I see it in marriages where we have all these rules for each other and they come to counseling because you've trespassed the rule mm-hmm. and to try to move people from the legalism mm-hmm. to the intimacy is such a difficult process um, because we're afraid of intimacy. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of being close to mm-hmm. someone and allowing them to to um, be in that place with us, mm-hmm. and uh, where they know they know us, they see us. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you think about um, scripture or even Psalms one thirty nine, that He knows what we what we are thinking and what we're going to say before we even say it. And just the intimacy of Psalm 139 is so powerful. But I think that as, as the church, we've taught a legalistic relationship. We've said, you know, if you, if you don't drink alcohol and you don't smoke and you don't dance, you know, it used to be, or don't wear makeup or you wear, you know, certain kind of clothing or you don't wear a certain kind of clothing. And we've made that a, a measuring stick for righteousness. Yeah. And, you know, those might be sort of passe, I'm, I'm dating myself, but that mentality hasn't gone away because mm-hmm. I can say, well, I didn't cut my hair and that's a measurable thing for me and not something that I can't, I can't see your heart and I can't know your heart. And, and I think Paul says it in Galatians, he's talking about circumcision. He says, Paul, I, Paul tell you, if you think in five, um, two, if you think there's benefit in circumcision and Jewish regulations, then you're acting as though Jesus, the anointed one is not enough. Mm -hmm. And if I say it again, emphatically, if you let yourselves be circumcised, you are obliged to fulfill every single one of the commandments and regulations of the law. So he was saying, if you take this human effort, this outward effort, um, and I know circumcision is different in our day, but but the if you take this human effort, then you've got to take that human effort all the way to the mat and you've got to line up everywhere and that's where the enemy comes in and says, you're not good enough. You're, you're not going to measure up. And, um, and so we have all these people walking around feeling insecure and afraid to come into that place that Grace read about in, in, um, in Hebrews 12. In Hebrews 12. Yeah. And even afraid because 
we have poor images of God. Um, we have poor images of fathers. We have poor images of church, um, of Christians. And so it makes it all very complicated for people nowadays. And as Reuben was saying, we've got to sort through and decide, as, as um, Anthony said, we've got to decide yeah. whose side we're going to be on. Yeah. And if I'm going to say that I'm a believer, and then I've got to say, all right, I'm going to lay it all down. I'm going to choose God and I'm going to find a way. Um, I, I'm going to find people that will teach me and help me to make that decision. And I'm going to go full bore. But religion lets us do just enough so that we feel like, okay, I'm good for today. And, but it never changes us. It never impacts us. And therefore we never go forward to do the things that we're talking about going forward, be about the father's business, because I've not encountered him to, to a degree that lets me go. I can step out of myself And I can push past Mm -hmm. that veil of selfishness Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be a kingdom dweller, a kingdom, um, what would you say, a kingdom impact or influencer to make a true difference. And so, you know, Paul goes on to say, but the Holy Spirit convinces us that we have received by faith the glorious righteousness Mm -hmm. of the anointed one. And when we when you've placed into the anointed one and join to him circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing and all that matters now is living in the faith that is activated and brought to perfection by love yeah. mm-hmm. and that's the ultimate i love god yeah. and if i love god i'm going to love you yeah. and i'm going to work for your benefit and not just mine well just uh, in light of what you were saying there Catherine, and also with um, the word that uh, that Grace brought out of Hebrews twelve, um, and and even tying back to what Reuben said earlier, I, I was reminded of the scripture where Jesus told um, the Pharisees. He said, "Your traditions have made the word of God of none effect." Yeah. And so, in light of this, when you're talking about. Um, 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 a lack of intimacy or a lack of relationship, but it's become more of this legalistic rules and regulations Mm -hmm. or uh, when it becomes that, when it becomes what Ruben was talking about, we, 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 we can't see ourselves in, in what father is said we are as the church of the firstborn and, and what he, what he, what he releases there over us in Hebrews chapter 12, because we don't have a grid for that mm. because first and foremost, again, going back to what one of the things that the father has spoken to me is that um, this is the family of God uh, and, and who we are as representatives in the earth are we are purveyors mm. of a better covenant. Yes. Yes. We are purveyors of hope. We are purveyors of agape love, mm. unconditional, fierce Love. I mean, the, the the love of God is so fierce that 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 it 
I mean, the love itself is such a powerful force that it could decimate cities. The love of God could decimate every demon in a city if we activate it. I mean, that's just how powerful it is. But what we've what we we've we've watered it down to use uh, Ruben's words. We've watered things down, even the preaching of the gospel, where the gospel has been so diluted that uh, that. I mean, I've been places, I'm a coffee drinker. And so I've been places where uh, they gave me colored water in Mm -hmm. place of coffee. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm like, not cutting it, not going to take it. (laughs) And so, I mean, it's like, what is this? And so, uh, and we've decaffeinated the gospel. (laughs) We've Mm. we've taken the very thing that, (laughs) that the gospel is supposed to do. It's supposed to wake you up. It's supposed to give you life. But we've taken the caffeine out of it. And so and, and, and we're drinking it. What's what good is it if it's not going to caffeinate right. you? What good is right. it if it's been stripped of its power? And so I believe that there's been a call mm-hmm. uh, starting in 2020 to the ecclesia to once again return to your first love, yes. the church of the firstborn. Yes. Return to the raw truth, not making any apologies mm-hmm. for the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you see uh, all through scripture. You see it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. They said, you know what? Um, we, we don't we don't we don't need to uh, obey you in this matter, King, because we have a higher authority mm-hmm. that we that we operate for. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing with Peter, James, and John. We yeah. ought to obey God rather than man. And so, you know, I think especially in Western culture, we have been so used to uh, being, nice. G- being nice and the government not being very nice, not being very nice <laughs> and the government really not overstepping. Right. But all through history, what we've what we've forgotten because of our, because of the past in our nation Everywhere you see the kingdom of God, it's always been clashed by the kingdom of man. The kingdom of man eventually will always clash with the kingdom of God to the point that you have to have a Elijah come on the scene and said, okay, how long are you going to be conflicted between two opinions? So I believe that that's where we are right now, and uh, and 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 this is not this is not uh, one of those words to indict, but it's it's really a word to to for every one of us who've been bought by the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. to take an inventory mm-hmm. and say, what do I really believe right yeah. now? What Who, is our core? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and what's our core? Like, you know, you, you, I don't know if anyone's seen the movie um, Jack Frost. And in, in Jack Frost, you know, he, you know, his core, he has to find what is his core. And his core is, of course, having fun in the movie. But we need to find our core, our core values to know it. And the other thing that I've been feeling a lot that that, that what has happened in the in the last couple of maybe years is that the gospels become valuable for man to for his own agenda for his own gain yes. and even in the in in history if you look at it you know even even I'm I'm saying it you know even like people like Hitler used the gospel for his own gain yes. 
and God has not called us to use the gospel for our own gain. Um, it is like selling. It is like how Judas sold Jesus. We are mm-hmm. technically selling the gospel out for our own gain. Wow. And we need to come to that conviction and, and, and really question every step we take with serving God at what our intention is. Because yes. that's what God is looking at. God is looking at the intent of our heart. Yes. And if our intent of our heart is to always put him first mm-hmm. and the him being the first love is to put him first, mm-hmm. then we're right standing with God Absolutely. and and you know it's very difficult in this world to always check your intent mm-hmm. it's easier to check the other person's <laughs> intent but it is difficult to check your own intent right. and see that clearly. is to see clearly look in the mirror mm-hmm. and see your intent what, why am I doing that why am I praying why am I preaching the gospel when, why am I a pastor or a leader mm-hmm. yeah, we need to look at the intent and that's why God absolutely loved David. You know, he was not the most perfect, but his intent was great intimacy with God. His intent was to do the best for God, to go after God, to love him and worship him. And for this season, I feel God is looking at intent. Yes. Intent is very important for us this 2021. What is your intent? And, And I feel like in this culture where we are at with the promotion of worldly things and success you know is measured is measured by all the stuff around us god is looking at intent and as we preach the gospel we really need to to keep our intent of heart at intimacy uh not any other gain Mm -hmm. not even the promises he's given us Mm -hmm. should be the intent for us to serve him um even even that can become an idol Mm -hmm. you know and as prophetic people and in a prophetic community sometimes prophecy and you know all of that can become an idol point for us where we forget intent and go after those things we move away from that first love Mm -hmm. and it is a crucial time in 2021 with all the promises god has given us yes our intent should be him him and him alone is our intent for 2021 Mm -hmm. i am one you know i i love um isaiah 60 you know uh arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But there's something that um, I think we miss when we read that, because the next verse is, for darkness shall cover the earth. Mm. It says shall. It didn't say, oh, there's a 50-50 chance. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like a weatherman. He's yeah. a, he says, darkness shall cover the earth. And then he says this, and deep darkness, the people. Mm. And I think what happens with us, many of us have read that, mm. and we... We see that as a crisis. Mm-hmm. I see it as a setup. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean. Um, I, was, I was talking to a young man today. Uh, the, 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 there's a Chinese character that the, the word means crisis, mm. but the same Chinese character also means opportunity. Mm. So the same character is crisis and opportunity. Mm. And um, I, I think... Even as um, cancel culture and all of these factions are are talking about a reset, uh, really they 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 are they are trying to control the narrative. But the, to be honest with you, 
the the darkness that covers the earth and the gross darkness of people. I mean, I, I've never seen in my lifetime any any anyway where there's been, especially in this nation, such a darkness. Right. If we just stopped right there, it would be a bleak mm-hmm. narrative. It would be right. a bleak testimony. But. <laughs> But absolutely, Pastor Grace, there's that word, that conjunction, but his light shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. That's why I say it's a setup, because no one when darkness comes, everybody is scrambling to find because you can't see in the darkness. You can't move in the darkness without bumping into things. You don't know what's there. The unknown, there's such an unknown. And I believe right now that that's where we are in our nation. There's an unknown. Even today on January 6th, where everybody's on pins and needles waiting to see um, what happens in Georgia. Uh, I'm praying for an outcome in Georgia, but the reality is I already know what my responsibility is, regardless to what it turns out to be. And see, a lot of times we I'll refer again to uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego because we see what happened with them. But there's a little phrase that they that they input in their um, their um, statement to Nebuchadnezzar Mm -hmm. that a lot of us in today are afraid to to interject. They Mm -hmm. said be it known, we won't bow and our God will deliver us. Mm-hmm. Statement mm-hmm. of faith. Man, that is a bold declaration, That's statement tough. of faith. Yeah. It's a prophetic word. And yes. Yeah, and, and they were fine if he didn't either. And that's the next thing that they said. But if it, if it, if he doesn't. It's okay. It's great. He's still God. He's still God. Be it known, we're still not bowing. Mm-hmm. And so that's my thing. I believe with every fiber of my being that mm-hmm. Father wants to use um, um, this this moment to bring us back into, you know, we, 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 we want to see uh, uh, every, uh, what, what, what do we say? We want to mm-hmm. see every legal vote counted. Right. Um, but if not, yes, Jesus is still king. Yes. God is still on the throne. Right. And I'm still here on the earth as a preacher of the gospel. Right. And it'll be my my responsibility at that point to stand somewhere in a town square and say, how long will you be halted between two opinions? Right. Yep. And be the a light. Confrontation. Yes. yes. And, and the light. It it yeah. it is so much greater than the darkness. Yes. The darkness cannot compare. Yes. yes. It to cannot compare. And so living in that reality, it should change us daily. Yes. To stop and to remember. And um I was the Holy Spirit um put this reminder of this old passionate Kim Walker song in my spirit. <laughs> I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. Yes. Do y'all remember that? Oh, yes. oh my gosh, it's that early Jesus eyes. culture. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. And I kept hearing that in my spirit, hearing that in my spirit. And I was saying, oh Lord, like, okay, I love that song. I'm like, I love that about you. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, talk about you like you're not in the room. And he was saying, that's one of the keys. He was saying, mm-hmm. we have to present the present Jesus. And when we talk about the gospel, it seems like such a foreign term to us. Like people suddenly get nervous. They're like, well, 
I don't know if I can give the gospel. I don't know if I practiced enough. I don't know if I can tell it or explain it or if I can put it out there. But the gospel is the living person yes. of Jesus Christ. Right. It is the dynamic presence of the almighty sovereign yes. God. And he is in us. He's upon us. He's with us. He is un- inseparable from who we are in him. And until we as the bride of Christ and the body of Christ have that revelation, we're going to be separate from the empowerment. Like you were talking about, Catherine, you know, when we're fixed to religion or we've been trained up in religion, it's a disempowering, false um, kind of man-made tool, you know, that is all about striving. There's nothing of um, the grace or the freedom or the majesty or the power of the living presence of Jesus with us and for us. And that love and that presence makes us bold in every hour of our Mm. living, waking moment, being in the body. And then when we go on, hallelujah, it just gets better. Amen. Um, But we've got it. We've got to awake and arise. I was getting that same word, (laughs) arise. We have to arise in that reality that we must allow the present Jesus with us in the moment to encounter those we meet, whether it be one-to-one or in groups, or even if nobody's paying attention to us walking through a crowd, that we are allowing his life to come up off of and out of our lives. Amen. You know, the word says that if we will lift him up, he will, he will draw all men unto him and yes. lift. And it's that realization. I mean, I can't tell you how many times where I've just begun to, to proclaim to someone how good he is and how loving he is. And the, yes. the flood of the Holy Spirit calms, you know, I don't want to say he, did, he comes into the room, but it right. begins to manifest yes. in that moment. And all I'm doing is lifting up the name of yeah. Jesus. Yes. Yes. All I'm doing is yes. lifting up his goodness, his kindness, his love, his peace, what he, um, who he is and, and what he wants to do in us so that we can be who he designed us to be. And when that begins to happen, that flood comes in and conviction comes in and, and tears and, you know, all of that, that, that needs to move that person. I I don't have to move the person. That's not my job. And all my job is, is lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, as we uh, kind of wind this uh, this session down, I was re- I was thinking about something as as um, Catherine and Grace were talking. It was kind of funny. I was I, thinking about uh, you making something via a recipe that you've never made before, and you're looking at some of the ingredients in that recipe, and you're, you 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 maybe tasted the thing before made by someone else, and that's what prompted you to say, I'm going to try to make this. <laughs> and you get it and you start looking at some of the ingredients and the directions. And, 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 and the thought is, how is this going yeah. to turn out like that? Yeah. But you know what you do? You follow the recipe right. because you believe that the person who, uh, who has a, a track record tried and true of making a slamming, whatever this thing is, it's a marvel. And you say, well, I'm just going to have to trust it. I feel like that that's what 2021 is all about with the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to take 
the 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 sixty six book recipe, yeah. and say, okay, Father, this is what hap- This is what what ingredients you said to add to this to transform a city. Yep. This is what you said we'd have to do to transform a school. This is what you said we'd have to add this, mm-hmm. do this. And, 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 you know, it may seem so out of the ordinary to add. I mean, I've had things where you've had to, uh, where you've had to grate lemon peel and put in there. I'm like, secret sardines. I don't know. That's the secret ingredients to Zach sauce, you guys. <laughs> secret sardines. Yeah, you yeah. never know. You See, never know. I mean, it's right? it's crazy the things that I mean. Even even the 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 nuns who came up with the what, what is the thing with the chocolate in it? Uh, oh, oh, the, it's one of the candies. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the the the, oh, yeah. the 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 surprise things that they oh. did when there was some priest that was coming and they didn't have in the covers and they just, they oh, just chocolate th- chip cookie. No, no, no. This is some type of Mexican recipe and they oh, threw chocolate in something that was, you, you like, are you serious? Yes. They put chocolate in there, but that's what, that's what I see is I see that in 2021 father is saying, I've given you a recipe to, 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 to transform lives, to transform people, to shift the nation. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Put it in the oven. Watch it rise, okay. mm. and then take it out and taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The Lord said, just as you were saying, He said, you know, when you know you bake bread and you put yeast in the bread, yeah, the people just put it in and they just just have faith that it's going to rise not really knowing what's going on and a lot of us it's this is going to be that season because yeah. god's going to give us these secret ingredients that we'll have to add and we'll be like why should i add that Good. and when you add that you're going to get that perfect bread wow wow so it's going to happen so yeah amen well this has been so much fun. i can't wait till the next time already for those of you who have uh, listened to this uh, this is something that we are looking to do jointly between uh, some of the, like I said, the gatekeepers and the key holders here in Aiken and not only in Aiken and other places, because, of course, I live in Colorado Springs. But uh, um, we have a, a, a charge and a mandate by the father. Uh, there's something stirring in Aiken. And I, almost to the tune of some of you might be saying who are listening to this, can anything good come out of Aiken? Yes, it can. <laughs> yes, it can. Yes, it will. And actually, good things are already coming out of Aiken because yes. this this podcast is coming out of Aiken. Yes. But I just want to encourage you to uh, uh, keep 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 listening. We'll we'll give you more information as to. Uh, the frequency of these and and just uh, different things. They're going to be on a couple of platforms: DMI's platform, Glory City platform, and 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 heaven knows what else. But we just want you to know that we are standing with you. We believe that this is this is the greatest time to be alive. I yes. really do. I believe this is the 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 grand finale. The curtain. Everybody wants to be on stage for the grand finale. Yes. And so this is the grand finale. This is the opportunity where we see the cloud of witnesses looking over the banister of heaven and saying, for such a time as this, you have been you have been raised up 
to put the enemy under the feet of Jesus and to see his head crushed. This is what was prophesied all those years ago. You're going to see it happen and you are the generation to do it. So Father, I thank you right now. We thank you for your merciful kindness in the midst of everything that's going on. We thank you that we're putting feet to our prayers. We're putting feet to our faith. We are uh, recalibrating and we are reassessing the ingredients. We're, we're laying all of the ingredients out on the table to make sure that we have what it takes to bake that that tastes so good to those who will taste and see. I thank you for this company of people and we bless you and give you praise. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus, we declare it. 